The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Please join with me in a word of prayer. Thank you, God, for bringing us here today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us faith in the waters of baptism and uniting us together as sisters and brothers in Christ, giving to each one of us at least one or more spiritual gifts to be used in service to you and in loving others as well. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This past Friday, I was watching some workmen putting up some scaffolding that was four layers, four levels high. And as I was watching them continue to build up higher and higher, I was watching them move these different uh, boards so that they could make sure that the boards were in place. And they would take the railing and they would move this railing over and from one spot to the other, kind of like a balancing rope. And as I was watching them, I thought, wow, they don't have any type of harness or anything like that. And yet they were very comfortable walking up there. Each one of those individuals, as well as the others that were tightening up the bolts, had a job to do. They knew what was to be done. And as each one of them did their job, they became even more successful in getting the project done. We understand them to be using what we refer to as first article gifts. Because the first article in the creed is all about God the Father, who is the creator and he created everybody and he gives everyone different gifts, different talents we oftentimes say as well to be able to be used for the good of society and the good of humanity. Today we're talking about third article gifts. If you think about the third article in the Apostles' Creed, we refer to the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the gift of faith. How the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual gifts when we're baptized so that we're able to use those gifts in serving God and in serving other people as well. The Apostle Paul wrote the letter to the church at Corinth, which was having a lot of different struggles and challenges. And one of the struggles they had was understanding the purpose of spiritual gifts and how they work together. Because some of the people thought, well, this gift is more important than that gift. So the Apostle Paul writes his letter to the church at Corinth. The letter that we heard today is from chapter 12. It's the first of three chapters that talk about the spiritual gifts. The next chapter is one that is oftentimes read at funerals, not funerals, but at weddings. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 uh, to 3. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. He identifies a number of spiritual gifts. But he says they're really not important if you don't have love. Agape. Love is the Greek word. 
Agape love is a word that is defined as unconditional love. If you do not have that unconditional love that God wants you to have, then I pray you will hear the good news that God loves you, that Jesus died for you. And because he died for you and paid for all of your sins, he wants you to have a peace that goes beyond our human understanding. And it's a gift from him. It's not something you can earn. It's not something that you deserve. But it's something that he gives out of love for each and every one of us. And so as we take a look at what the Apostle Paul wrote, You'll notice that last week, if you were here, and you can just look a little bit earlier in chapter 12, you'll find this particular verse. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. The rough translation, easier translation for us to understand in terms of application is that when each one of us was baptized, God gave at least one spiritual gift to you. And he gave it to you for the common good, for the good of the church, and, if you will, for the good of society. And the Apostle Paul, in this text that we're looking at today, he really uses the illustration of a body to help us to understand how it is that our spiritual gifts work together. In one spirit... Paul writes in verse 13, we were baptized into the body, which simply helps us to understand that when you and I were baptized, that's when we became part of this spiritual body known as the church. God made us a part of this body. He incorporates us into the body, if you will. That's really what the Greek language says. So when a person is incorporated, that means that their body is brought to be united with all of the others who are part of this body. It's kind of like when you become a member of some type of an organization, whether you, it's Rotary or it's Lions or it's Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or any number of different organizations that you can join you become initiated and you become a part of that body, you're united with them, if you will. And that's kind of important for us to understand of what Paul is really explaining, but in a spiritual way, he helps us to say and understand we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. It doesn't matter if we are Jewish background or we are a Gentile background. Doesn't matter if you are German or Scandinavian, or if you are Southeast Asian or African. It doesn't matter what your skin color it is. It doesn't matter what your hair color is. It doesn't matter if you work in a profession that pays you a lot of money or one that pays you a little bit of money. We're all equal in God's sight. We're all baptized into this body, and that's important. We are all equal as baptized brothers and sisters in Christ. And so since we are all equal from that perspective, wouldn't it be wonderful recognizing that God has given to all of us at least one or more spiritual gifts, that if we were able to work together so well, 
that everything would be wonderful, everybody would be involved, everybody would be happy and would be serving, and everybody would feel so good about what we're able to accomplish and do together. Well, our church, like any church, like the Corinthian church, still has challenges. And there's one simple reason. We're all sinners. We all fall short. But that doesn't mean that we can't strive to get better, as God would have us do, because that's what God calls us to do. We have a challenge, though, and that challenge is there is an old evil foe, and his name is Satan. <laughs> Satan puts all sorts of different traps before us. He had at least two different traps I'm going to share with you today of what Satan does as he tries to get you and me to not use our spiritual gifts, to not see the spiritual body of Christ here in this place. The first one is comparison. Comparison is when a Christian has a special gift, like leadership or teaching, so that they are often more visible, they're in the spotlight, so that people can look at them and see that they are engaging and they're involved and they seem to have prestige and honor. As a result, they might, in fact, compare themselves to other people and say, well, I'm so much better than you because I'm out there and I'm using all the different gifts that God has given to me. In contrast, Christians who have some spiritual gifts that are less visible, less visible like showing mercy to people one-on-one, -on -one. hospitality, inviting people into their homes, and welcoming them in one-on-one. -on -one. It's not as visible, but it is important. So if a person compares themselves to what they think is so much better than other gifts that other people have, it's not a good comparison. Nor is it good for people who are not given gifts that are so visible to think, well, I'm not as important or significant. Every single spiritual gift is important, just like all of the different parts of our body are important for us, and we need them to work together well. The second trap that Satan puts before us is projection. Projection occurs when you expect other people to excel in the same areas that you do so that you project your gifts onto other people. For example, if you have the spiritual gift of administration, you're an organized person, you're always able to get things done well, you're focused, so you know how to get it done, and then you end up working together with some of your sisters and brothers in Christ who are not as focused. <laughs> They're not as driven in that area. And you try to help them to get organized. You try to get them more focused because you know that their life would be so much better if, you're, if they're able to do the things the way you do. Well, you know you're going to get frustrated. <laughs> they're going to get frustrated when you try to project your spiritual gift onto other people. It is so much better when we can be thankful for the gifts God has given to us. And we can appreciate one another. 
and the gifts that God has given to them so that we as a church are able to function so much better. There's many ways that we are doing these things well. There's ways that we can improve. All of us can improve in any number of these different areas because Satan doesn't want us to do these things well, and he's going to do what he can to create division in our midst. Listen again to what Paul wrote. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. Our Lord wants us to appreciate one another. He wants us to recognize that he has gifted us in a variety of different ways so that we can use these gifts. The sad part is we don't always appreciate what somebody else has done. So it's good for us to thank them and rejoice that we're able to do things together well. You know what oftentimes happens though is just like our body sometimes is able to um, do things well and work well most of the time, but we don't exercise, we don't necessarily take, take uh, good care of it, then all of a sudden there's something that goes out of whack in the body. And then we need some help. Well, that's kind of what happens in our spiritual life too as brothers and sisters in Christ. We too can go out of whack and we can need help from our sisters and brothers in Christ to help us to come back together. So the opposite type of comparison is what happens when we feel as though our spiritual gifts are inferior or they're unimportant. The Apostle Paul helps us to see what was going on in the church of Corinth when they were doing the same thing. Listen to verses 14 and 16. Paul wrote, Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the ear should say, Because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. It's still a part of the body. God made that part of the body to function well. Each one of us have different spiritual gifts that are useful for our body, this church, to be used so that God is praised and glorified. Listen again to how Paul explains that a little bit more in verses 17 and 18. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. We need one another. God has chosen you to receive at least one or more spiritual gift, to be used in the ministry that we share as sisters and brothers in Christ. Ministry works so much better when everybody is able to function well, like the body functions well. Back in 1972, when the Olympics were in Montreal, Canada, a weightlifter from the Soviet Union was able to win a gold medal lifting a tremendous amount of weight. Later on, six Royal Canadian Mounted Police tried to lift that same barbell. But they were unable to do that, even though theoretically their ability to lift weights should have allowed them to lift it with ease. But because they could not coordinate their bodies together 
in the same way, in the same time as this weightlifter, they were unable to do that. So it shows that a unified body is able to do so much more than six unconnected ones. So today we rejoice. The Holy Spirit has brought us here. He helps us to be connected through the waters of our baptism. We are members of the body of Christ here at South Shore Trinity. Every single one of us has one or more spiritual gifts to be used in serving God and others. And we can do so much as we work together for God to be praised and glorified. He wants us to function as a community, as a body that does what God would have us to do in this church among one another, but also as we seek to reach out and to share the good news that God has given to us with others who are struggling. When we help one another, when we help other people, when one part of the body suffers, the whole rest of the body suffers, as Paul says. When one person is rejoicing, we too rejoice with that person. So many different ways for us to use the gifts that God has given to us. Oftentimes they are one-on-one, -on -one, helping that person who may need a ride, listening to that person who needs somebody to give them an ear. Other times it's a larger group, a larger opportunity for us as we'll be able to enjoy the food uh, this afternoon with our soup and chili and dessert cook-off. And so it is that as we gather together as sisters and brothers in Christ, God is praised and God is glorified. Whether it is large group or small group, so may God by his grace bless us as we prayerfully consider how it is we too might be able to serve in ways we are yet to explore, ways for us yet to use with one another for God's glory and the benefit of others. To God be the praise and glory now and forever. Amen. Please stand if you are able. The peace of God which passes our human understanding guard and protect us in the Christian faith until life everlasting. Amen.